Shut up, Bella. You know what? No. Hello and welcome back to the Shut Up Bella podcast, the podcast where you will beg me to shut up and I do not listen. My name is Bella, I am your host, and in today's episode, it is a bit of a random one if I'm going to be honest with you, I'm just sort of, I'm cooking lunch right now, so if you can hear like random background noises, it is just me cooking. I'm cooking some lunch, I've just came home from school, I've just did two English exams, which sort of is what prompted this video this video this podcast and also what prompted it is I think yesterday or two days before that I recorded the reported missing episode in which I talked a little bit I said a little bit quite a lot actually about the movie Jennifer's Body and now while this isn't going to be a full Jennifer's Body episode what this is going to be is it's going to be my first impressions on certain female character tropes now If you don't follow me on social media, then you won't know that I am planning on doing an episode all about the bad boy trope and sort of the origins and, you know, what impact it's had on society, what impact it's had on Wattpad content, especially since I'm a Wattpad writer and this podcast is largely listened to by people on Wattpad. So that is what we'll be talking a bit about in that episode. But I would love to make that into a bit more of a series where instead of just doing you know, the bad boy trope, I cover lots of different tropes, whether they are for boys, for girls, and everything in between, plot tropes, and just sort of my thoughts on them, because I'm a highly opinionated person, if you haven't figured that out yet. So today, I just wanted to do a quick, while I cook, a quick discussion, a quick little rant ramble about some female character tropes on Wattpad, and in wider media outside of Wattpad too, and my thoughts on that. So if that is something that interests you, just to keep on listening. So start with, we're going to talk about the most typical Wattpad trope, and that is the good girl. Now, I've talked about 2014 Wattpad in my first podcast episode, and how I was on Wattpad in 2014, and the bread and butter of Wattpad in that era was good girl, bad boy stories. And obviously this isn't just linked to Wattpad. In my bad boy trope episode, you will see that Wattpad is just a fraction of these tropes. These tropes originate across media, across literature, movies, music. It exists beyond Wattpad too. But just for the sake of this episode, I will just be talking about Wattpad while... I might be doing episodes where I deep dive further into these tropes and do some, you know, solid research. But today, it's just my first impressions, rants and rambles, almost. So, the good girl. Who is she? She has usually just moved to town. She is usually white. Stereotypically, I feel like she's usually a brunette. Because blondes in 2014 were portrayed a certain way. She doesn't care about her appearance. She, you know, she'll throw her hair up into a messy bun. She wears converse and very basic clothing. She makes sarcastic, self-deprecating jokes. She doesn't go to parties. She cares more about her studies because apparently if you go to parties, you don't care about your studies. Personally, I disagree with that, but, you know, I digress. She has... Only one or two close friends 
she's not incredibly social yet why am I not being social after having one conversation people fall in love with her she is she's a bit Mary Sue she either has some sort of parental issues or she's been bullied essentially is where this trauma the character comes from and that is what makes them such a people pleaser character now why do I hate the good girl trope it is because it's so one-dimensional and I think the good girl is in a lot of ways a I'm not like other girls or she's a pick me girl whether she realizes it or not or whether the writers realize it or not she's essentially and I'm not like other girls girl there's usually a comment in the book where she goes out to food with the main love interest and they make a comment about how much she eats and she says specifically you know I'm not like other girls like I eat like bitch everybody eats come on so I have a lot of issues with the good girl trope I think actually I will do a whole video on good girls because I do think the idea of being a good girl is highly misogynistic in what it's rooted in and even as females are writing these characters it is rooted in internalised misogyny and I would love to explore that in a larger format. So moving on from good girls we have the cool girl which is personally my favourite misogynistic female trope. Um, Let me know your favourite misogynistic female trope because I love talking about this kind of stuff. So, the cool girl. I love the random. I've never watched Gone Girl, but I've seen this clip on YouTube when the main character in Gone Girl she talked about who the cool girl is, and I think the movie. If you've seen the movie Ten Things, not Ten Things I Hate About You, How Does a Guy in Ten Days? Done with Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey, who I just recently learned Matthew McConaughey is a Trump supporter. Like this. This news has upset me to my core, because now I feel bad for supporting that movie. But anyway, yes, so the movie, um, How Does a Guy in 10 Days? Kate Hudson's character is a cool girl. And throughout the movie, she does what you're not supposed to, in quotes, like, not supposed to do when you're dating a guy. She is, she starts to, like, act really needy, and she acts really insecure, and very feminine is what I noticed. So she stops dressing like herself and she dresses in a much more feminine way. And obviously this movie is rooted in internalised misogyny because it's essentially saying, you know, cool girls get the guy and there are certain ways to lose a guy and those ways are by acting stereotypically feminine. You know, in the movie, Kate Hudson's character, she acts more emotional than she normally would, dresses more femininely and... That is everything against the cool girl. So the cool girl drinks beer. The cool girl talks sport with you. The cool girl is effortlessly beautiful without even trying. The cool girl is the kind of girl who would sleep with you and has like casual sex, but she also shames other girls for doing it. The cool girl... Yeah, I think the best way to describe it is Kate Hudson in the movie How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. That is the epitome of the cool girl... So that is my favourite internalised misogynistic female trope. I think it just works like so well. It's like so riddled with internalised misogyny. Once again, it's another like I'm not like other girls kind of trope. 
So next we have the bimbo. The bin? I said bimbo. The bimbo. Now who is the bimbo? She is usually blonde. On what part especially she is blonde. She is... She's pretty in a way that's different to the good girl or the cool girl. She's pretty in a way where she tries to be. She usually wears revealing clothing and she wears quite a lot of more feminine styles as opposed to the good girl or the cool girl. She wears a lot more makeup. And perhaps if I'm sorry if you can hear this, I'm like feeding my dogs, but oopsies. She just overall I suppose you could say like whereas the other two tropes are like the effortlessly beautiful women, the bimbo certainly tries a lot harder. The bimbo is also usually dumb, I think that kind of comes with the like mantle of being a bimbo. And she's usually the mean girl. She usually bullies the good girl, especially. I don't think the cool girl gets bullied because she's too cool for it. But yeah, the bimbo is mean for no reason as well, I think. In a lot of books, I might talk about this more in my bad boy episode. But um, the bad boy usually has a reason for, for his bullying, whereas the bimbo isn't given a reason. She's just a bitch because she can't be, essentially. I have mixed feelings about the bimbo trope because I think some people do such a good job to reclaim it for women, especially um, I attempt to reclaim it in my book, um, First Degree. Hollis Whitley is stereotypically what would be framed as a bimbo, whereas I think hopefully in my portrayal she doesn't come across quite like that. She comes across much more like complex the issue with a lot of these tropes for women especially is how two-dimensional they are whereas the bad boy trope there are so many elements to it these tropes for women are incredibly two-dimensional it's kind of like you're neither this or you're that sort of situation you're never more than one thing so moving on from the bimbo we always have the supportive best friend now in Wattpad books between 2014 and 2016, this friend was always hyper-feminine. She was a girly girl, she went to parties and she didn't care too much about her studies, she went out with boys more than the main character would, and she drank when the main character wouldn't. She wasn't as educated as the main character, but she was like street smart, you know? She was always pushing the main character to be sort of more social I guess is how you'd say it so I think that is like in itself it's teaching girls like everybody falls up a certain role you're either the main character side character love interest blah 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 now we have I'm, I said the cool girl is my favorite um misogynistic female trope but if you think the cool girl is good Wait until you get the manic picky dream girl. Oh boy. Everybody raise your hands right now if you were raised to think that you wanted to be the manic pixie dream girl. You can't see it. My hand is right in the air. Now, I think the best way I could describe the manic pixie dream girl is Alaska Young from Looking for Alaska. That, by the way, is my favourite book of all time. It's also my favourite TV series of all time. I love that book and I love Alaska Young. 
But what I hate is John Green's portrayal of Alaska Young. You might be thinking, Bella, how the hell does that work? It works because Alaska in the books is very different to Alaska in the TV show. And I think you can tell in the TV show there's much more of a female input and less of like the 2003 views on women input that is in the books. So, who is the Manic Pixie Dream Girl? The Manic Pixie Dream Girl is the girl of your dreams, like it suggests. She is... I think I read a book, it was called um, How To Be Normal by Holly Bourne. She does a whole series that are highly feminist and it's called The Spinster Series. I love them. I would recommend anyone to read them. But The Manic Pixie Dream Girl is essentially, you could replace The Manic Pixie Dream Girl in a novel with an attractive talking lamp and it would work in the exact same way. <laughs> essentially, The Manic Pixie Dream Girl is a love interest in a male-centric novel where she just sort of exists to be pretty to give the main character sex to have some sort of trauma that is never fully explored it's just like sprinkled in for something spicy essentially she is gorgeous she once again she's a bit like a cool girl she drinks beer she's one of the guys and she's usually like quite alternative maybe this is my way of viewing it but like i view her as someone who like lives on alt tiktok rather than like straight tiktok and i think the reason why i prefer the cool girl trope to the my fix dream girl trope as my favorite misogynistic female trope is because the cool girl trope has in my opinion been successfully reclaimed whereas there are so many manic pixie dream girls still out there existing being so harmful i think the issue with manic pixie dream girls is they're teaching young girls that your role is to be whatever a man wants you to be because essentially that's what the manic pixie dream girl is she is a man's fantasy essentially whereas the cool girl she has much more autonomy over who she is and she usually has like ideals and a brain whereas when those ideas might be like misogynistic and forward by the patriarchy around her she still has like that brain like i said now the last trope i sort of want to explore is i don't know how to describe this trope i think the best way to describe it is the ex-girlfriend so this is explicitly for if you have read the book the the bad boy Cupid and me where it is about Chloe and the bad boy in that book I can't remember his name and the bad boy has this ex-girlfriend and she is supposed to in a way that is unlike the bimbo the ex-girlfriend sort of represents everything that isn't the good girl so I guess okay so what we'll do is we'll call it the bad girl trope now bad girls always get redeemed in the edge and they always become good girls the best example i can think of is in wild child um what's her name poppy's character gets redeemed from being the bad girl you know who acts out gets drunk goes to parties and she's revealed to be a good girl all along and essentially what it's telling women is this whole thing of having boyfriends going to parties socializing isn't good essentially now this isn't me promoting going to parties and whatsoever but also yeah it is i think a huge part of being a teenager is 
finding yourself among your peers, socialising among peers and a great place to do that is at parties. I'm not saying that you should be getting drunk every night and doing every drug known to mankind. Obviously, I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is the teenagers are so formative and they're also a time in our life where we'll only have this independent independence once. As soon as you turn 18, you're an adult, you need to get a job. And as soon as you have that job or you have a degree, that's it, you're set for life. And this isn't me romanticising teenagers because obviously for so many people, teenagers can be so difficult, but it's just about doing what you want. And as the bad girl trope in this example wants to go out to parties and get get drunk, then who are we to sit here and say, no, you have to be the good girl now. You have to socialise. You have to prioritise studying over socialising, which you should always do, by the way, but I'm not saying, like, everybody has to be the studious person because studying isn't the only route in life. So this has been my brief exploration of misogynistic female tropes. Like I said, my favourite is the cool girl. If I had to pick one for myself, I would say, like, I'm a bit of the cool girl trope. Ooh, this is fun, actually. Get in touch. Tweet me what misogynistic female trope do you think you are. I think I'm the cool girl, but if you're, like, a manic pixie dream girl out there, I support it. If you're a bimbo, I love you. Let's be friends. If you're a bad girl, I love you even more. Let's be friends even more. But that is all I have for today. I hope you, once again, enjoyed this rambly-style video. And honestly, at this point, I probably will be doing more research into these tropes and trying to analyse them in more of a deep dive kind of way, looking at the chronology of these tropes and the sociology behind these tropes and the history of it. So if you did enjoy this episode and would like to reach out and support the podcast, you can do so by sending a voice message to me on the Anchor app, or you can send a DM on my social medias, on Wattpad, that is BabelaJonna2B2L2As, and on Instagram and Twitter, that is BabelaJonna2B3L2As. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. Have a great day. Love you lots. Goodbye. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast by reaching out through a DM or a message, you can do so through my social medias. And the ones I use the most for the podcast are Instagram and Twitter, where you can find me at Shut Up Bella with an extra S for shut. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed and let me know any thoughts or opinions you have on this episode. Goodbye. Lots of love from Bella.